Quest, Episode 27, an Ace Ventura franchise sequel. Welcome to Sequel Quest, the podcast that dares to imagine sequels to your favorite films and movie franchises. A journey into the realm of cinematic possibilities. With your hosts, Adam, Jeff, Justin, and Jeremy. Let the adventure begin now. Welcome back, Sequel Quest followers. The few and the proud, we welcome you back this week. Actually, I welcome myself back to the program. Hey, it's been a while. Jeremy! <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I've thoroughly missed it. I get anxious when I'm not behind Does, a mic. <laughs> does anybody else see Jeff's picture on the, on the thing? Oh, oh, no. Yeah, we're going to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that this week. All righty, then. This oh, week. it's been taken already. Uh-huh. <laughs> I took yeah. it, I took it. Thinking, everybody has to think of a different one. I've got one. <laughs> this week, we are talking about the 1994 classic Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and Pet Detective 2. When Nature Calls. When yes, nature calls. When Nature Calls. <laughs> when Nature Calls. <laughs> and this week, we've got a full house. The gang is back together. We've got Adam. Hello, Captain Stubing. Jeff. Where are Gopher and Doc? Piggybacking. Nice work. Yeah, same line. And Justin. Damn it, Jim. I'm a doctor, not a pool man. (laughs) And I am your host, Jeremy. Well, where do we start with this movie? Uh. Or these two? Yeah, I mean, well... Well, first off, we don't want to talk about the third. Okay. But we will. Well, we will get to that in just a moment, I'm sure. Now, Wait, I, I is think... that the third that's on Jeff's? Yeah, yes. what, what you're seeing here. Well, kind okay, of, yeah. let's just jump right into that's it. That's a real thing. Yes, it is a real yep. thing. Direct to DVD. Oh, Ace Ventura Junior. Pet Detective. That is technically <laughs> oh, the third film wow. in this franchise. Uh, starring an unknown. They explain that Ace is not in the film because he's lost in the Bermuda Triangle, and uh, it's just. <laughs> If you're going to, yeah, you got to have a good reason, right? <laughs> There's oh, no yeah. star obviously, in this film. Obviously, he's at the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> so, yes. So, we're, just so everybody knows, for the purposes of our pitches tonight, we are ignoring this third film. We are film. pretending that film never happened. Yeah, like, no uh, one else uh, is aware of it anyway. So Like I think Speed. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, it exactly. wasn't really a continuation of the story anyway, was well, it? Well, it is. They, they, they say that. The way the story builds is that when he came back from Africa, he married Courtney Cox's character, Melissa, and they had a baby, really? and this is wow. that child. Yeah, but neither of them are in uh, it. Yeah, no. Yeah. I definitely didn't take that into account. <laughs> Wasn't it like an ABC family movie? Um, I don't, I'm, I'm unsure if any network claims. Uh, so. Oh, excuse me, Freeform. Uh, it's like WGN. Freeform. Yeah, Freeform now. But I mean, if we take it back to the beginning, if we look at 94, when Ace Ventura Pet Detective ah. came out, like, what did you guys know about Jim Carrey prior to this? Where, where did you come in on, on Jim what Carrey? What was it? In Living Color, right? Yeah. The, right. He was on that yeah. before. The he movie, was right? the white guy on In Living Color. Yeah. yeah. He was, <laughs> yeah. Well, and he was great. He no, was. Ahead, he Jeff. was the funniest character. Oh, I was just going to say, like, yeah, I used to watch In Living Color all the time, uh, uh, especially, well, I guess years later when it would be on FX all the time. Yeah, Jim Carrey was the funniest person on there. And, I mean, I remember back in middle school 
everybody he had this character fire marshal bill who would yeah. always light stuff on fire and <laughs> and he would do the let me show you something where you do it with you put your 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 lips behind your teeth or whatever yeah. and everybody for two solid years i mean before austin powers made everybody do that constantly everybody was doing that impression all the time and yeah he was i remember yeah when he he made it to the movies everyone was like yeah finally get this guy out there now i i i just have to say that i actually i was aware of him prior to a living color from snl right no no not a saturday night live oh. he was he was actually he was on in this movie called once bitten which was like yeah. this 80s vampire mm. film that was yeah like, he was yeah. with beverly was it beverly d'angelo yeah i, I believe so yeah she was the yeah. main uh, yeah so it was it was just one of these like weird kind of quirky 80s films that just only existed back then i also knew him technically from earth girls are easy but i did not recognize him you know in the makeup ever but I, that played always on like on afternoon you know saturday afternoon television and, i only you know, recognized him from those things after the fact like right, i didn't know him too. from those it was like when i went back and looked at those movies i was like oh my that's jim carrey he was in that vampire weird 80s movie thing yeah. well kind of the same thing one of my mom's favorite movies is um peggy sue got married and i think that's jim carrey's first movie and he's just the wacko friend who has two lines <laughs> well it, uh, the weirdest thing i remember is he when the fox a television network was very new they had yeah. they had this weird like dramatic television film i cannot remember what it was called but he was in it as like this guy who got aids like it was like it was a total dramatic role oh my god and it was so strange like the, it was like he was no like philadelphia th- without tom hanks basically <laughs> yeah and he, i just remember it was like him like all dramatic in this like kind of darkened room and i just, I just remember seeing the commercials be like oh this is heavy and then when i saw living color i was like that was the guy that was the so anyway was i mean just... i have to ask how was it was it just I mean, awful or I, was I was it seven like, oh, i wasn't watching it <laughs> I, did, I didn't tune in i just saw the commercials oh, but they okay, played a it. lot yeah <laughs> i was like oh that's I definitely for me as a little kid being like this movie is right up my alley yeah. let me sit down <laughs> dark 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 humor yeah <laughs> take it where you will but no but then but yeah then ace ventura comes out and kind of like jeff alluded to it like like uh, austin powers did years later like ace ventura was like the most quoted film like anywhere annoying spastic kids everywhere i mean when i felt like ace ventura was one of the it's sad and i mean austin powers was similar but it was like i don't know when ace ventura came out it was one of those movies kind of like the matrix where it was like nobody had seen anything like that before just the level of comedy i mean like jerry lewis back in his heyday was one thing but this was like where it was every single second of that he does not waste a second of film time yeah every single thing it's a joke upon a joke upon a joke and i think they all hit and he's doing all these different characters and it's just like they just let him go crazy and it yeah. so worked that yeah, it just it was, for me yeah. yeah blew me away yeah that was one of the first movies i saw where i really got into the idea of an actor being able to just go off script and just go just uh, improv through scenes through the movie uh, however much they would let um that happen i see it a lot uh, today, I see that in, um, in movies a lot, especially with like Jonah Hill or um, any of like Seth Rogen or those guys. You can tell when they're just off script, kind of just talking <laughs> uh, to yeah. each other, and it's and it's fun. It's fun to watch. And even back then, it was just. I mean, I had a great time watching them. I watched them with my family, and like I said, my grandfather quoted, my grandmother <laughs> quoted it, my mom quoted. Like it was this thing that you could. 
this universal, well, not universal, just uh, my specific area, but this language that uh, you go to school and, you know, like, oh, my God, you know the quote. Yeah, that quote. Oh, my God. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, like just constantly everybody all around you and all righty then nonstop, you know? Yeah. And then now the one thing I feel like he did was, you know, the nineties was like the, the era of the pelvic thrust, like for mm. comedic purposes. Oh, yeah. So like we got swing from Wayne's world and then Jim Carrey just takes it over the edge. Yeah. Did you like that? Good joke? <laughs> like, just like, just so violent, his pelvic <laughs> thrust. that I was just like, he, okay, he owns it. He owns the pelvic thrust. All right, That's good true. work. Um, but you know what's weird is that, you know, then like the mask came out and that was huge, you know, and then Ace Ventura 2 came out just a year later. So when Nature know, Calls, like so this crazy. 94, then 95, they just shot it right out. And um, I actually prefer Ace Ventura 2. It's a little bit more cartoony. Like the other one is ridiculous, but like the it's, it's still a little bit more grounded. But like mm. when Nature Calls is just... I mean, you got the whole scene, right, with the uh, another one that was constantly quoted. You know, he just gets that old guy, wears him around his neck like a fox fur. <laughs> do not pass go. Do not collect $200. You know, like, <laughs> like who, who didn't love that? And then, like, um, of course, when he gets to Africa and he's walking through the village, Bumblebee Tuna. Bumblebee Tuna. But, excuse me. Your balls are showing. Yeah. You know, just like everything. <laughs> and, and then when the chief is there, you know, the whole Shikaka, you know, he's like, shh. Shawshank Redemption, uh, <laughs> Chicago. You're out, Kingy. You know he's just like everybody's kneeling. I don't know. There's there's so many great bits in that in that film throughout his. When he climbs out the rhinoceros. Anybody? Oh climbs no, out, that was, that's a pretty classic one. It was yeah. gross, but it was it's, hilarious. Yeah. yeah, it's funny too when you think about, it, especially in today's like compared to today's films, is the fact that he is the only source of comedy in those movies. I mean, like, there's not another comedian that's in there with him. Yeah. He doesn't even play off a straight man, like, constantly. I mean, in the second one, has the, the what's his name, his well, yeah, chubby he's, British he's guy. Buddy, yeah. Everybody is the straight man in his right, movies. But it's, it's almost like he doesn't need the straight man. He's just off doing his own thing, and, like, it's just, it's a one-man show, essentially. Yeah, yeah that's, now, a, that's amazing. Now, one thing I do have to say, though, is Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, I think that has got to be Sean Young's, like, most memorable role outside of Blade Runner aside from <laughs> many legendary uh, you know auditions that she uh, pushed on <laughs> various directors throughout Hollywood if, you need to google Sean Young if you've not heard <laughs> these stories because they're crazy but like like I know her you know Blade Runner yes and then this and then really nothing else but she's like she's such a good villain in that first you know <laughs> Ace Ventura film where she's Einhorn aka <laughs> Ray, Ray Finkel Nicole. Finkel Ray. Einhorn Finkel Einhorn. anyway but it's just I I don't know I just that that was the thing you know that you you have to have that kind of stuck up you know like by the book kind of person that that's because I feel like that's what people really respond to about Ace Ventura it's like yes he's like a cartoon character come to life he's got the hair he's got the clothes whatever but he's a rebel like, if you get down to it, we love him because he's rebelling against yeah. the man. You know, like, that's ultimately what Sure, it is. yeah. Well, I think, and it was interesting, and I mean, we can talk about it when we get into our pitches as well, is that it was really interesting because, uh, uh, not that I didn't enjoy the second one, Adam, but it definitely didn't have the same something that the first one had, which, and as another shout out to the 
constantly misunderstood postman, which I will still <laughs> fight against it winning the Razzie for worst picture. Ace Ventura 2 was also nominated for the Razzie for worst movie of all time wow. or worst movie of the year. And it did win the, what is it called? The Stinkies Award. It won worst movie. But then it did win the Kids' Choice Award as best movie of the year. Yeah. So basically the Razzies Awards are mean nothing. <laughs> exactly. For me, the second one, it definitely like... I don't know. It's it seems silly that you you wouldn't look for much plot in these movies, mm-hmm. but at the same time, the first one it did have like an intriguing storyline with the big like reveal at the end that she's actually a man was like what <laughs> they played it into the comedy. Whereas in the second one, I felt like again the plot was just we need an excuse to show an hour and a half of a film, so it's got to have some sort of a storyline. Yeah, and it didn't. I don't know. It didn't have that same. Well, well, the first one was edge. Mm. It was edgy. I mean, that ending you talk about—that's kind of an edgy thing to put into, you know. Right. Totally. Yeah, a comedy. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was definitely more cartoony, which is funny because after when nature calls, then they did an Ace Ventura Saturday morning cartoon. Did you guys ever see this? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah. So this is like the eighth time that you (laughs) brought up that all these movies have cartoons named after them. Really. Well, this is the weirdest part. It ran for five years. And at the same time, there was a mask cartoon that ran like alongside it. They ran one after the other and they did a crossover episode. There was actually an episode where the Ace Ventura cartoon (laughs) bled over into the mask and vice versa. They each think they stole my idea. Oh, really? Oh, no. Jerry had this. I didn't watch those cartoons. They should have advertised like you could possibly get a seizure from watching these. But I mean, it was it was perfect. You know, it was just like he had his sidekick Spike the monkey, right? And so Spike is there with him, and they they have their adventures. I don't know. I did watch it a lot because I don't know. It, it wasn't my style of cartoon. I just like the superhero cartoons yeah. back then. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I just think it's so crazy that it's like, yep, instantly Jim Carrey two cartoons based on his films that just came out. And they're ready to go. Well, and it's the crazy thing that you touched on, Adam, is that, I mean, so his first big break was 94, which was the year he also left um, In Living Color. And he did four movies in that year. He did this. He did uh, uh, The Mask. He did, what was the other two? Um, And then the very next year, he did the sequel. So it was just kind of like, we got Jim Carrey up the wazoo, just like, bam like here Literally. he was <laughs> yeah. well and, and, and there was backlash eventually like within like exactly. a three four year period people are just like we're tired of jim Carrey," and it's not his fault no everybody was just quoting him non-stop yeah. and nobody just else like was funny yeah, yeah he's funny everybody else is not so stop doing his shtick you know <laughs> we well, can't it's help funny, ourselves like, it's funny like you were saying justin about like watching it with your your family 94 was ace ventura the mask Dumb and Dumber. Then 95 was Batman Forever, Ace Ventura. 96 was Cable Guy. So it was just like, boom, boom, boom. He was in six movies within. And then you know, Liar here. Liar was in there too, wasn't Liar it? Liar and Liar came in 97, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But it's the funny thing that like for my, for my parents, I kept trying, especially because Truman Show, I mean, obviously this is past what we're talking about. Truman Show is one of my favorite movies of all time. And um, so I kept trying to convince my family that they needed to see it. And they absolutely refused because they assumed every single movie Jim Carrey ever did was Ace Ventura. And they just couldn't stand, like, that was too much for them. 
which was ironic because they love the mask, which baffles me because <laughs> well, it because seems it, like- I'll tell you why though, just real quick, and then you get back to your story. Is the in the mask he showed us he could be a normal person. Yes. Like, like he was actually lovable and relatable as Stanley Ipkiss, and then he turned into the mask, and he's wild and crazy, basically Ace Ventura again, you know? Right. But, but like that—that's what was such a stark contrast, you know? You saw Ace huh. Ventura, then you yeah. saw the mask. You're like, oh, he's he's just a normal person. He can do that. But your parents refused because because that that was his his persona. Right. Yeah. And even to this day, that's why they'll probably say they don't like Jim Carrey. Funny thing is, I I would be willing to bet they've never seen Ace Ventura. They just have this perception of him as this kind of a person, which, to be honest and fair, like after watching Living Color and now going back and seeing some of his early stand-up, like that was pretty vintage Jim Carrey. That was kind yeah. of Jim Carrey unleashed. And so, like, if you don't like Jim Carrey, but then you're kind of saying that he's not versatile enough to do anything else, which I think he is. Yeah, but. he absolutely is. And then, and then the other thing I, I wanted to throw out here real quick is, you know, for Ace Ventura. It wasn't originally going to be Jim Carrey. It was going to be Rick Moranis, if you can believe it. Really? Oh, <laughs> wow. and, he, and he turned it down. He said, no way. Because it was, it was written as like a bumbling idiot kind of character. And wow. then and then Judd Nelson was also being considered, of all people. <laughs> okay. Can you believe that? Yeah, Judd Nelson. Okay, well, there you go. And uh, anyway, so it's just, it's just it's weird kind of how that 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 you know world and then when jim carrey got it he really did turn it into his character you know like it like he really had so much input into it that you know it couldn't have been anybody else ultimately (laughs) or if it it would have been forgotten had it been anybody else probably fate had its match yeah Yeah. not rick moranis no No, mr moranis (laughs) all right do we even need plot synopsises on these (laughs) i I have two I don't understand I, how you would do such a thing. I, I have two that are fairly short. Give it All to right. us. A goofy detective specializing in animals goes in search of a missing dolphin mascot for a football team. Do you know him? Does he call you at home? <laughs> do you have a dose of it? That was very short. No, that I'm kidding. That's not the one I wanted. There's no Mr. Winky in that one. No, <laughs> there's no Mr. Winky. I know. Or Mr. Kanish. <laughs> All right. This comes from Robert Lynch. He's the best there is. In fact, he's the only one there is. He's Ace Ventura, pet detective. Ace is on the case to find the Miami Dolphins' missing mascot and quarterback, Dan Marino. He goes eyeball to eyeball with a man-eating shark, stakes out the Miami Dolphins, and woos and wows the ladies. Whether he's undercover, under fire, or underwater, he always gets his man or beast. It just sounds like an advertisement for like his detective agency. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, yeah, pretty much. It does, it does. And in the sequel, Ace Ventura emerging from self-imposed exile in a remote Himalayan hideaway. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> you forget about that part. There. <laughs> Thank you. Again, we don't need audio clips. We have Adam Pope. We have Adam Pope. <laughs> <laughs> Ace Ventura is back in an all-new adventure. This time, an explorer named Fulton Greenwall gives him a new case in Africa to find the sacred back of the Wachati and Wachutu tribes. It's up to Ace to find the sacred bat before the two tribes fight a savage war and all hell breaks loose. Shikaka. <laughs> Neil. Shikaka. All right, let's get into the pitches because we're to that point right now. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Let the comedy reign. All right, who's going to make us laugh first? We are not starting with Adam. Let's just put that out there. 
Do you? I was gonna say I'll go first. I'm not good at writing comedy anyway, so I'll dive in with my super serious, <laughs> politically charged uh, Ace Ventura yes. film. Well, no, it's ironic. <laughs> exactly. This is a political thriller involving. No, but it's kind of like like I feel like didn't we do that with Adam with yours where you kind of gave the pitch minus all the action sequences? So yeah. that's kind of like mine. I did mine minus all the comedy. So you add the comedy ah. in. After- <laughs> Can you uh, say insert comedy here yeah, for all those parts? Here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'll I was going like to say a rim shot at various ching, and that <laughs> means joke enters here. We we could have Justin and Jeff Rochambeau for uh, for who goes, but you you've already claimed it, Jeff. So let's. Oh, did hear you want to? I, I missed that. Now no, do it, Jeff. Side note: I heard Rochambeau used to mean kick each other in the crotch till someone passes out. Is this true? Is this true? I don't know, but um, if we were together, I I could do that. Yeah. Do it. Great. I'd rather not. I'd rather not. <laughs> Somebody check Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary for Rochambeau. Okay, so I have Ace Ventura 3, Dog of the Catskills. 20 years later, Ace is now a retired detective. I'm sorry. He is I couldn't. A dog. <laughs> That's great. Wow. Sorry, I had to. You do it. Jeff, okay. your turn. Where were yeah. we? Okay, 20 years later, Ace is a retired detective. He is now, he has opened a dog training facility with Dan Marino. Nice. And he's appro- approached by an overly snooty older woman that says that her dog, that she needs the, the, the help of the world famous do- uh, pet detective because her dog has been frightened. Uh, obviously, Ace laughs it off because that's ridiculous. And then she explains that the dog won't eat, it won't sleep, it won't blah, 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 because it's seen uh, a ghost. Oh. And Ace finds this intriguing enough to actually go to the Catskills to investigate and sees <laughs> the dog, which I picture being, I don't know, something ridiculous, like something ridiculously wealthy, like a poodle or some little cockapoo or whatever it is a chihuahua in a chihuahua by day yeah, great like dane a by chihuahua night. with like i don't know with like a diamond necklace or something yeah, but anyway the dog is chihuahua. like cartoonishly ridiculously scared so ace investigates the grounds he meets uh uh the butler which if we do like there what's his name well anyway i had a, a good idea for the butler but that's a se- separate story so he meets the butler who's crazy he meets neighbors um, he hears this legend about there's this uh, escaped criminal that is ro- like nearby or something like that. And as he's investigating, um, well, and then he ends up meeting the maid, who, of course, is ridiculously hot. And so they end up at some point in the story, they end up hooking up. And oh, I kind of yeah. wanted because I liked in the first one where he had a female kind of like foil. So like maybe she's like she investigates with him at some point. I don't know. That that was kind of a uh, a thought that I had. Um but anyway, so then as he's investigating, he finds a sulfur residue um over near the dog door. Um and he doesn't know what that means, but of course it's sulfur, so there's comedy insert joke here about eggs. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Um, and then as he's investigating, he sees this creepy old man, or maybe a creepy young man, but he's creepy, and he's peering <laughs> over the fence. Um, and then as creepy man. <laughs> yeah, but creepy and old go together. I apologize to you old people that are listening, but something about the word phrase. I'm very creepy. But thank you for listening, old people. Thank you, old people. Don't worry. Uh, it's just Wilson. So anyway, sees the creepy man. Um, but the creepy man like runs away as soon as uh, uh, Ace 
goes to look into it, talks to the butler, who again, the butler's kind of crazy, and the butler kind of says, like, don't, you know, forget about it. He's nobody, like, and it's very in, uh, suspicious. So he investigates the butler and sees that he's been leaving the door open and he's been leaving, like, suspicious looking packages around and everything along those lines. Um, so as he's investigating it that night, um, Ace sees a ghost. And I kind of vision, other than I can't picture how this could be taken even halfway seriously because I don't want it to be cartoonish but it's got to be like funny but also seriously and maybe Ace can be scared by it but I thought like a giant cat could he really be scared by a giant cat yeah Not man especially giant. if it's like one of those like ugly like alley cats okay something like that crazy but it's like fur blowing. missing a tooth you yeah know? <laughs> okay something like that and so anyway Ace gets freaked out and I, again insert interesting Jim Carrey face here and the dog <laughs> well gets scared well again. And then the next morning Ace in- is investigating and he finds the creepy man um, dead outside of the dog door. Um, as he's investigating, he figures out that he's actually the criminal that was, had escaped and he was the Butler's brother. And that's why the butler was leaving stuff open for him and everything like that. So then he assumes, like, this must be it, but he can't figure out why the, um, the man is dead, though. So he's investigating, and then he finds this zinc residue. And as he's investigating, he puts together that if you take zinc and you take sulfur and you combine them, you get phosphorus, which glows in the dark. So then he oh, finds yeah. that the neighbors actually have a giant cat that they have been using zinc sulfite to turn into a ghostly looking cat in order to frighten the dog, which is enabled to <laughs> kill the dog. Therefore, the rich lady would have a like, whatever, go into fits or something like that, eventually die because we find out that they would set to inherit um, the the property. So they end up being the bad guy. Ace figures it out. And sleeps with and everybody. sleeps with the maid. <laughs> now that's comedy. Nice. Right. Oh. No, Jeff, <laughs> I have... Insert button joke here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Jeff, um, so this this chemistry uh, concoction, this, yeah. this is, you actually learned something in your science class. Is this a credit to your science teacher, Mr. Odunia? No, it's not. Although, and again, Can you tell that story is, for the people, please. The science I guy. But I do want to point out, and I felt bad after. I think it was our Superman episode where I pitched that one story, and I felt like Justin, you were really like, "Wow, that was a great story," and I completely just ripped it off from one of the comic books. <laughs> Same thing. I don't really have a creative bone in my body. This is an adapted version of Hound of the Baskervilles. <laughs> I, of Sherlock course. Holmes. So oh, okay. honestly, like that's don't create things. Cute. I think that's I just great. If you can adapt a <laughs> uh, a classic story yeah. to a, a new idea, I think that's fantastic. Well, Which is good because that's all I have the ability to do. <laughs> that's, that's, thank that's you. Thank pretty you. much what Hollywood does today. Yeah. So I mean, yes. you're right in league. I'd be a huge hit. <laughs> But uh, Jeff, can you just tell very quickly this story, this quote from your your, your middle school science teacher? Because I find it to be an inspiring moment. Which quote? The Mr. Odunia quote. Is there one? He told Uh, you to go home and do something. Oh, oh, okay. I don't know how this is connected at all. (laughs) Other than the fact that definitely what I know about science, and if... No, there's no way that he could possibly be listening. Um, th- everything I know about science, there is no possible way that it came from my freshman science teacher, Mr. Ordunia, who was literally the worst teacher I ever had. Oh. Um, uh. 
he he was actually a football referee and he got the job as like a, a high school football referee and he got the job as a science teacher to pay the bills so that he could referee um, he knew absolutely nothing about science. In fact, I quoted him one time, or to quote him, one time we were studying the sun, and he came in and he said, well, apparently the sun is made out of plasma. I discovered this by reading my son's sixth grade science book. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. what in the world? So at one point, we would try, because we were freshmen, so we were all idiots and full of ourselves, so we would learn more about science by trying to stump him, which was actually very, very easy. And so at one point, I brought up some sort of a something where I said, like, hey, Mr. Junior, like, what? And I don't remember what the question was. Something about planets. I used to watch Star Trek a lot, so it was an easy one to just bring up some science fiction that was actually science fact. And he looked at me, and he was very confused. Well, rather than getting f- confused, he just kind of turned off his brain, it looked like. And he just kind of said, Mr. Campbell, you're a man. You should go home and shave, because that's what a man does. <laughs> what did that have to do with the answer? What did that have to do? I don't know. Wow. But as a 14-year-old boy, I was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. So it totally worked on me. Oh, and cool. mean. So yeah. mean. <laughs> Oh, great, great. Thank you, Jeff, for indulging us. All right. All right. I want to give just my little tie-in because I don't have a plot. I don't have much of anything other than I want, at the end of the movie, whatever wacky adventure he goes on, him to end up in a hospital with amnesia and the government reprograms him (laughs) and sets him up as Stanley Ipkiss. And then fate would have it. Right. Fate would have it that... He would find the mask, and the ace personality would come back out. Ah. Oh, okay. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, that's that, great. That's not bad. And then you could like reboot that. the mask and from that. Drop the mic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice work, Jerry. <laughs> Boom! Thirty seconds. Just, <laughs> just connected two classics and oh, made wow. a series. The Jim Carrey universe. All. all right, Justin. So, were we Rochambeauan? No, Ooh, I don't have my cup on, so no. No, <laughs> <laughs> Justin, let's hear it. All right, so mine's called Ace Ventura Retorect Surgeons. Uh, <laughs> so uh, inside of a quiet courtroom, a big burly man in a nice suit sits in the witness stand, completely relaxed. The prosecutor asks his final question, an easy lob that the witness hits out of the park. The jury smiles at his touching story. After the prosecutor sits back down, the judge asks if the defense has any questions. Ace Ventura leaps out of his seat on the other side of the courtroom, looking just like we remember him, wearing the most outlandish suit, bright shoes, and his signature giant wave of hair. He starts in on the witness like a sly panther cat, calculated and intense. The witness's story starts, uh, the witness's story starts to break down, and the witness himself begins to visibly sweat. But just as he's about to nail the witness... Uh, to the proverbial Jesus cross, his questioning gets a little too crazy and his movements, uh, and his movements crazy as well. I didn't finish that sentence, apparently. Uh, <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Bouncing around the courtroom completely out of control. The jury, judge, prosecutor, uh, and judge again, I wrote down, <laughs> all start to laugh at him and it's clear that he can't keep it under control. In a deep sweat, Alex Ventura, what he now calls himself, wakes up from a terrible nightmare. Melissa, Courtney Cox from the first movie, slowly turns to him and asks if he's okay. Yeah, just another nightmare, he replies. Don't worry, honey, he'll go away. 
It just takes time. Alex lays back down and slowly goes back to sleep, a comically large smile creeping over his face. The rest of the story follows the now lawyer, Alex, as he tries to repress his former alter ego, Ace, and repair a shaky relationship to Melissa and their two kids, all the while trying to solve the biggest case of his life. Lieutenant Lois Einhorn, now a full man, played by either Nick Nolte or Gary Busey, (laughs) has escaped prison in order to exact revenge on Alex and his family. Only by combining the best aspects of his new self and his former ace glory can Alex save his family, his own life, and his sanity. Wow. See, no, look, Jeremy connected Ace Ventura to the mask. You connected I, him to Liar Liar. Yeah, I, Great I work. thought he was going Liar Liar there. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, no, that's that's pretty. I, I don't know. Something upsets me about him changing his name to Alex. Though. I'm like, oh, no, Ace, terrible. don't do it. Yeah, it's, it gets, gets my ire. <laughs> oh boy well it's that time again adam let's hear your pitch oh all right well mine... we got is this two page f- yeah. one page front and back yes okay okay this is uh this is called ace ventura three dog eat dog so ace has been beaten down by the world over the last 20 years First, his A&E reality show, Animal Intervention, was canceled after an incident at an Indian town uh, when an Indian town was leveled during a segment involving a herd of cocaine-addicted elephants that did not want to kick the habit. (laughs) Then, his attempt to get back into the pet detective game was thwarted by technology when he found out everyone now inserts tracking chips into their animals to prevent (laughs) loss. This led to a period of depression where Ace gained 100 pounds and watched nothing but the Eddie Murphy Dr. Doolittle film for three months straight. <laughs> During which time, all his animal friends tried to raise his spirits with colorful dance numbers and cleaning up after the increasingly slobbish Ventura. The final straw was when his monkey buddy Spike left him to join the road company of A Night at the Museum stage play starring Topher Grace. <laughs> Now, on a rare trip outside to hassle the pizza man who forgot the extra breadsticks, Ace meets a chipper businessman named Rodney who encourages him to get back into shape and come work for his company. Having hit rock bottom, Ace breaks down into an extended three-minute sobbing and crying sequence and accepts the kindness of this stranger. He instantly sheds the pounds, revealing that he just had a family of boa constrictors wrapped around his body (laughs) under a sweatsuit (laughs) and agrees to report to the office on Monday. So arriving at the corporate office of Rod Corp, Ace is amazed by the -the state-of-the-art office and all the happy people working there. He's unsure exactly what the company specializes in to earn income, but is instantly made head of fifth floor operations, given a corner office, fitted with a custom business suit and an attempted... Uh, hairstyle update, but he insists nobody messes with the do. Ace can seemingly do no wrong, which is good because he has no idea what he's supposed to be doing. The only rule is no pets allowed. As Rodney has a hatred for anything with fur, even going so far as to force his personal assistant to remove all hair from his body, including eyebrows. And there'd be like a running gag where he's constantly telling him, he's like, oh, did you shave? Go shave. Right? Yeah, he's always like ordering his assistant around to shave his body. Anyway, Ace is more than happy to leave his animal-loving days behind for a new start. Soon, he's become the hit of the office, but his former brash personality and roguish style have been replaced with a prim and proper middle management style. So one one day, while leaving a corporate lunch at a fancy steakhouse, Ace runs into Melissa Robinson, played by Courtney Cox, with whom he had a brief relationship after the events of the first film. 
or if the third film's to be believed, more than that. But after <laughs> expressing her disbelief over Ace's transformation, Melissa mentions how much she always admired his devotion to animals and independent spirit, especially now that she is working as a liaison to visiting foreign diplomats where she sees the law of the jungle firsthand. Melissa adds her co- uh, concern about his working for Rod Corp, stating they've been involved in some shady business in the past, like burying toxic waste in the grounds of old folks' homes, a recall of malfunctioning Bluetooth headsets that gave people involuntary shock therapy treatment, and <laughs> Justin Bieber. So Ace doesn't <laughs> accept the warning, but uh, invites Melissa to dinner later that week, just as a news report flashes on the screen in the restaurant bar, announcing that a dog of a visiting North Korean official named Kimchi has gone missing, <laughs> and that the North Korean government is threatening to attack the Florida coast if the pet is not returned. Melissa looks to Ace as if he should be helping, but he laughs it off, as if it's just wacky politics and someone else will handle it. Disappointed, she breaks their date off and leaves. At work the next day, Ace is invited by Rodney to golf with him at his private country club. And after various gags involving attempts to keep birds, squirrels, and gophers away from his boss during the game, Rodney explains to Ace that he would like to give him a raise and make him head of their new defense division that has developed missile-hunting robotic vulture drones that they're going to sell to the government that will make them billions. He shows Ace a video of the drone in action, which reveals it to be way over-equipped with firepower, resulting in the accidental blowing up of a docked yacht. Ace is overwhelmed by the offer, but flattered and accepts. As the game ends and they part ways, Ace finds that a gopher has gotten a hold of Rodney's phone, which while in pursuit is then stolen by a flamingo from a nearby pond, and ultimately winds up in an alligator's mouth. After rustling the gator and recovering the phone, Ace finds several photos of the kidnapped dog Kimchi in peril as Rodney returns to claim the phone and suspiciously thanks ace for finding it ace now realizes that melissa was right and calls her to tell her she he's on the case ace transforms back into his old self and sends out a message to spike via game of telephone involving every species of animal and uh, spike gets the message from his understudy monkey while on stage recreating the night at the museum slapping scene with topher grace and takes off to help his friend Reunited, the pair meet with Melissa to get access to the North Korean ambassador, who turns out to be a huge fan of Ace's animal intervention reality show. The ambassador tells Ace his favorite episode was the time he convinced Grumpy Cat to give up his oxycodone addiction and take up (laughs) learning classical opera instead. After getting some details on the dog, Ace and Spike track Kimchi down to Miami Beach, where he's being held in the back room of, a luxurious, of the luxurious Vizcaya estate. After a comical extraction scene involving Ace posing as LeBron James, they rescue Kimchi, but are confronted by Rodney, who reveals his plot to cause the international incident that would expedite the need for his vulture drones and secure their contract. After a brief struggle, Spike leads Kimchi out a window to safety as an enraged Rodney says that if the North Koreans won't do it, he will. Revealing that he has a missile in Cuba ready to launch that will make him a hero when a vulture drone is dispatched to stop the attack. A car chase turns into a boat chase as Ace and Spike try to keep Rodney from reaching his control uh, control ship off the coast of Miami. Ultimately, Rodney manages to launch the missile, which the drone does destroy, but then malfunctions and heads for shore to continue the attack. 
Ace manages to get atop the vulture by flying up in a modified parasailing rig while Spike pilots their speedboat to safety. He disables the vulture drone, which bucks him off before crashing down onto Rodney's boat and exploding. Ace plummets towards the earth from 100 feet up, but is floated to safety on the backs of a flock of seagulls as Iran plays in the background. Okay. <laughs> and then in the end, kimchi is returned to the North Koreans. The crisis is averted and Melissa joins Ace for dinner as credits roll. And over yeah. the credits, Hey. We would see footage of old episodes of Animal Intervention, so there'd be a lot of <laughs> all the footage and gags there. But there you go. Oh boy! Nice. Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, I have, I've I've with comedies and parasailing. I realized. Yeah. This is a clueless you, episode. You, you do I love a good it. ending on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Beaches and parasailing. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's take 10, 15 minutes, and which one do we want? Oh, well, what do you guys think? Jeff had a legitimate mystery. So, so we had a real story there. Uh, Well, and both of you guys had, well, I guess the two of you had Ace becoming normal and then going back, whereas Jeremy had the opposite, mm -hmm. becoming normal at the end. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, like, I guess, like, I kind of like, you know, the idea of, of Jeff where it's like, like I say, it's kind of a classic mystery story that he's going to solve because mm-hmm. that's what the first one was, yeah. was an actual mystery. We're putting the pieces together. So in addition to the comedy, you're kind of right. you got a little intrigue. Um, and then, but also, obviously, I'm kind of on board with Justin's idea of Ace settling down and losing his identity and then having to find it again type thing. Yeah. Because um, I think that's kind of a logical next step somehow. You know, the Ace would change his ways then it's the triumphant return of ace ventura you know you get excited yeah um, now because and that was even as i was thinking about this like my fear is is that not wanting i don't know it's weird like you know it seems like without having seen dumb and dumber 2 it seems like they made them really really old and i mean jim carrey's not i mean he's 54 so he's not, you know, 30 like he was when he made this movie, but he's still not, you know, like 70. Like, didn't they have, like, canes and hearing aids? Oh, and well, all no. That, sort of wasn't, that no, was at no. the very beginning. That was like oh, a gag that, at no, the beginning. That's all I watched. So, <laughs> well, see, so I, who knows? Yeah. Well, no, I, I know for a fact that they're not ancient in the entire movie it's okay, just the right. beginning gag that was just the gag at the beginning. um okay. but yeah though the whole reason i did that was because when i went back and watched them uh more recently not everything translates to today mm. um I, I didn't think I, I didn't find everything nearly as funny as i did uh way back when and uh, some of the friends that i watched it with were kind of saying the same thing how it's not the the humor is not the same. Well, you as know what, it was. You know what so I, I think, think the aspects is. of him, if we if it were a movie that came out today, would translate. But I don't know if an entire movie of Ace Ventura being Ace Ventura, yeah, would really right. do well exactly. today. Which well, is it, why it's right. in that direction. We've seen, which we've is seen why Dumb Jim and Dumber Perry Trump. be dramatic now. That's right. the problem. We know right. he's not just Ace Ventura anymore. Whereas right. back then, we thought exactly. that's all he was. That was my thought that for them, for you guys, is that, yeah, it's kind of like that double entendre thing where it's like, it's not just Ace Ventura that has gone straight. It's Jim Carrey that has gone straight. So it's kind of this like, yeah, play on words or play on whatever. Now, I see both. I liked a lot of the things that Adam did with his. 
maybe the vulture drones are a little over the top. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's what there's I'm saying, a, like there's a few things I would tweak in yours, mm-hmm. just minor things that would kind of be well because it's not an animal related story. That's right. the problem. Very tangentially right. that, vulture. And drones. also, I mean, <laughs> you said about the the kidnapped dog and all. Yeah. But yeah, the the other part too is that I feel like it's got a little bit too. It hits a little too close to home because drones are kind of a big deal right now, yeah, and yeah. North Korea, and you know, war, and like uh, I don't know yeah. if you want to get Adam went the in Jeff that. route. I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> Current events. They've Brought switched the places this time. <laughs> At the same time, I, there are elements of yours that would work with Justin's story. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and I could see that, and I, am, I, am, I mean, my thought was honestly like because to, to a certain extent, Justin and mine, you know, kind of had a similar bent to it. Like, you know, maybe we could have my backstory of his depression, his change, and all that, where and then whatever caused him, you know, we could say he ended up with Courtney Cox. Why not? You know, uh, but he got, you know, he got. He's kind of out on the skids, but then he gets this case back, which would be Jeff's story, you know, where essentially so they do end up and it could be, you know, like it's like a bed and breakfast or something, you know, so Courtney Cox is there with him, you know, maybe he doesn't hook up with the the uh, maid after all, but you know, no, he does. (laughs) (laughs) So Uh, yeah, hooks up with the maid and then finds out she's also staying there and (laughs) it's awkward because he can play awkward. Yeah, yeah, def- yeah. Actually, that would be good because th- there it is. There's the new element, so, which is so the relationship. They yeah. were together for a while, and I mean, we're 20 years past where it was. Yeah. So, I mean, they could have been together, settled down. It just didn't work out after mm-hmm. they had kids. They've separated, and they're working back together in a way. But you're saying at one point he hooked up with the maid, and she just happens to work at this place now. Is what you're saying? No, what is I'm saying history? is we could go this route uh-huh. where he's taken this case. And is working it, and all of a sudden, it's just fate would have it. Courtney Cox is there, just staying the night. Oh, She's okay. the kind of thing. I see. Yeah. And they run into each other one morning while he's working the case. Okay. And then yeah. there's his female foil for the rest of the mm-hmm. the movie. Do, are we in agreement that we do want Ace to have the the settling down where he's not himself, and then coming out of that, then? Or do we feel? I think there's got to be there's got to be an explanation for what's happened over the last twenty years. I mean, they already did. He went to a convent, so it's kind of like we can't, (laughs) you know, we can't do the same thing. Right. I like Adam's thing of. uh, I think that would be a nice joke too. Of because of the pet tracking, he just went into a giant. Not necessarily where I guess we're saying that he's not with Courtney Cox Mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, he went into a giant depression because he couldn't do any pet detective work because that took it all up. And he's just been in a rut doing uh, odd jobs, you know. Yeah, like, it could uh, go back to like my Beetlejuice pitch from way back when where yeah. it's just you see you see Ace Ventura just and all a these montage random jobs. Of random, yeah. random right. jobs. Unsuccessful. Well, and that could be. Yeah, because that was my thought, too, is that like would you, you don't think because now you had him working at like a tech company. I mean, I guess that fit in with the storyline. It was a mysterious you, you, corporation. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> would work at like PetSmart. Yeah. But he, but or is that too he, close? But he could be. But or he maybe be like it's a mysterious corporation that owns PetSmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or or he lets them all go. Like that's his thing. Is he like frees all the animals from PetSmart? So but <laughs> we, he works at a zoo and lets all the animals out. <laughs> yeah. Which I feel like did that happen at some point? Was that the end? That was that was wasn't that the beginning of the second one where they did the cliffhanger reference where he like let the raccoon yeah. fall to its death. 
Because <laughs> I mean, you could do something like that, where like it, like maybe his pet chimp died or something yeah. like that, and yeah, that's why another... he spiraled. But I don't know if that's recycling the same joke again. Well, yeah, I, see what I guess you're you saying. could do like some mm. other. You could do some other movie reference. He got captured by Jigsaw and tortured or something. It's... I don't know. What? Yeah, he's the Punisher all of a sudden. No, oh, no, from, Jigsaw no. from oh, sorry. Saw. From Saw. Saw. Sorry, that's the comic book guy. <laughs> yeah, like, Jigsaw. Okay. Well, no, I I could see the reason why he got depressed was because he the, the work chipped, dried up. Yeah. The work dried up, and that caused a divide in his relationship, and that's where they kind of separated at that point. Mm-hmm. He has attempted to. Uh, acclimate to real life and take on these random jobs and this mysterious guy comes out of nowhere and hires him now the one thing i was going to say is what just to tie it to the previous film and why he would be willing to take the job what if the guy just happens to be a relative of the british you know like references his british buddy from the second film just just to tie it in. Just to a, reference the second film yeah, at all. At yeah. All. Totally. <laughs> but but no, because they're probably all British. They're probably Not the third all, one. You know, uh, rich rich snobby British mm, people. Um no. Mm. <laughs> or, well, I mean cuz then cuz the snobby the really snobby one in the second one was what's his name? The bad, the bad guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, the bad guy. Um, I don't know if that would tie Well, no, but I'm just tie. saying that that's why he'd be willing to do it because they they drop the name and show a picture or whatever of the other the guy who was his friend and he's like yeah. you know it kind of takes him back to his like last big you know big mystery that he solved his last big case so that it kind of gets his spirits up again okay you know what maybe i do need to get back into the game and here's my opportunity but it's just that uh, that was just my thought that otherwise it's just some random person who comes in and why does he accept it why did why does he decide to right. make this change right. back into who he was? Especially you know? if it's that yeah dramatic a change. Yeah, so that that was my only thought. It's it it could be small, but I think it would matter. It would be in line with the with the character, the history of the character. Uh, possibly as as he's transitioning into normal life and he's sinking lower and lower. Maybe his house is going under something where he's kind of desperate to take any job that comes knocking well, at Well, he should door. be living in a tree at that point. Uh, like he much. definitely does not, cannot pay the rent and he's living, yeah. <laughs> living in, in nature Yeah, with the animals. The raccoons take and, care of him. And so obviously we would have this, this bad guy, as you were putting it, hire him and put him to work and try to get him working on something else, get him occupied with something else, because maybe the bad guy knows that he's the only one that could foil his plan. Okay. Yeah, but that not that the same thing that happened in the second one? He hired, the bad guy hired him to prove that he was an okay guy or something? Um, because... Because he hired him to help to have him find the bat. Right. Wasn't that what it was? Uh, and then that was the, why, oh, why did you hire me? <laughs> and so that's that, that would be my only concern. But, but Jeff, in, in your pitch, how, what, what was the scenario? It was just he gets hired by somebody to investigate, right? To find, by the woman to find... Why I find out why her dog is scared, right? Right. But that's my thing is if you're if the bad guy is hiring you, oh. or are we talking about... I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. But that, no, that's fine. Again, if it's that lady from your story, again, she just references 
his old pal and then right. says right, right, right. or it could be a, i mean it doesn't you know have to be a lady it's just you know. so so which which route are we going are we going more the hound of baskerville or more of an original story um, like I, I'm kind of on board for the Hound of the Baskervilles thing. Just, yeah, I think it'd be interesting. The dog to, of the Catskills, done my a ghost I know, I know. Dog <laughs> of the Catskills. <laughs> and you get, and you get Benedict Cumberbatch to do a little cameo as as some you know snooty butler or whatever he's gonna definitely, be. Definitely, definitely get Benedict Cumberbatch to do a three line. Yeah, well, it was funny. <laughs> and, get him just know, for a voiceover. Even, even yeah. before we get into, he could be the cat. Name. <laughs> that was even. Yeah, there you go. He already played even, a dragon. <laughs> yeah, is that because that was my thought? Is that you know usually when we talk about comedies, obviously we talk about like what are comedians that we want to have in here. But again, the Ace Ventura movies have been j- solo projects essentially. Like there aren't mm-hmm. any other comedians in there, like taking away screen time. I guess mm-hmm. so. Like, would we want to do that again and put him around a bunch of like stiff like. Hey, Tone Loke. Tone Loke has a great comedic history. Surf yeah. Ninjas, Ace Ventura. Oh, no. Love he was me some on, Tone Loke. He was on the stand-up circuit for a while. <laughs> He's got yeah. the best voice in the business. Okay, what what oh. if we do bring in a, a Benedict Cumberbatch and make him the Watson to Ace's Sherlock? Oh, okay. That's Ooh. a good point. Yeah. If we're you should have... bring in Watson from uh, <laughs> <ABC> <laughs> Sherlock. Get Martin Freeman. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I mean... Freeman? Get Morgan Freeman. Come on. It'll oh, be a Bruce yeah. Almighty reunion. <laughs> reunion. <laughs> or uh, Damian well, I feel Lewis. Like... You guys know Damian Lewis? Uh-uh. Who's he? What's he from? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He will be the new Bond. Oh, I don't really? know about that. Is no, that for real? Idris Elba is up for it, too. Oh, oh! I heard they already gave it. Whatever. Either way. Spoilers. <laughs> well, we don't know. Yeah, no, no. We don't know what we're uh, talking about. So we don't know. I feel like, and I mean, Martin Freeman might not be too bad because it's the, it's the thing that like with Ace, I feel like if he's going to have a compatriot, it's got to be someone like, what's his name in the second movie that yeah. can just watch the like bizarre absurdity with just a deadpan face and just be like, um okay you know not have to steal the show or laugh themselves or anything like that Mm -hmm. and martin freeman has kind of a deadpan face well i mean you know who else could do it would be fun i I know he would probably i don't know he probably end up stealing the show himself but like ricky gervais to me seems like he could play it he would he would be funny but he would be straight kind of like a night at the museum was like he was quirky and he, he had his funny moments, but he also was also the serious boss guy, you know. Right, but I feel like Ricky Gervais always has a twinkle in his eye. Yeah. Like, every, even when he's playing it straight, you kind of feel like he's laughing at us right now. He's doing it? some great Verizon commercials, by the way, well, that are playing in the He's theaters. laughing at us because he's <laughs> laughing all the way to the bank. Uh, well, that part. Congratulations, <laughs> Ricky Gervais. But, uh, what about uh, <laughs> Stephen Merchant? Uh, Ricky Gervais is like side, like funny-looking sidekick guy. What is he, what, what is he a sidekick on? Um, he was on uh, his. Uh, did he have podcasts? No, it was Gervais it was like a, a web series. I think oh. was that Life's Too Short or Life Is Short. Oh yeah, there was an HBO show. Yeah, uh, with uh, the guy who plays uh, Willow. Yeah, yeah, Warwick Davis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's the guy from Hello, Ladies. Stephen Merchant. Yeah. Uh, I know him as the voice from. Um, uh, wasn't that him? I think he was. He was the voice of the bad guy computer in Portal 2. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Speaks the gamer. Uh, so, but, but now what about the dog? I think the dog is important casting here. The scared chihuahua from Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Are we going to get Obviously. one of those dogs? Oh. 
20. Just, or we get an actor <laughs> like Warwick Davis to play the Chihuahua. <laughs> oh. Do does the dog even have to talk? Does have he to better t- not. No, it doesn't have to talk. But I, that would Cumberbatch be, that is be? all of the animals. Ren and doubt. Andy Circus. We just <laughs> yeah. Andy, Andy Circus does motion capture. Oh. I actually think it'd be hilarious cat. if That's you got an actual actor to play a dog, but it's it's a dog. Like he's playing a dog. It's not a person who's pretending to be a dog, but it, it is a person we're looking at. So that's oh, the joke. Oh. It's like you get like Elijah Wood to play the dog. You know, oh, like, I know. Like, he I did just, that he in would his do show. That. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Willard. He's got that show. Well, so I, I know that show, but weird. I thought that was just like some stuffed animal from his youth. Oh, I've no, never no. watched it. It's his oh. actual dog. Yeah. It's uh, a guy. Never mind it's that then. exact thing. I've never watched the show, folks. But apparently, I'm in line with the Idea thief. <laughs> Never well, mind. Well, then if we're if we're throwing out names now, the one that I wanted to throw out for, and it was honestly as I was as I was thinking about the butler, I had this guy totally in mind, and it's Billy Eichner from um, uh, from Parks and Rec. Oh yeah, who plays that crazy? She drove me here. That guy. Like he, he is hmm. just who. Uh, other than the fact that Wait, like, I love we Parks about, and Rec. Which one is he? How yeah, am I, how I'm am drawing I a blank here. He's Craig, the crazy guy from Eagleton oh, who comes yeah. in and he's, he's always awesome. yelling. Like, we love Craig. Effeminate, but like really angry all the time. But he's yeah. always angry. <laughs> the only okay. problem is, is that again, he has the he has the the the, the reputation or whatever of stealing the show, of stealing oh. the scene yeah, because right. he's so big. Like, you know, well, presence wise. What about Justin? Jeremy Irons? He'd be great. Oh. Hey. <laughs> Jeremy Just Irons can do absolutely anything. I will. Alfred, watch, I'll watch him sit in the chair. Alfred. <laughs> no, but we we uh, we already have somebody in the family, guys, that we need to just put in the role. And he is famous for having played Sherlock Holmes on Broadway. Um, on the stage, a friend of ours named Paxton Whitehead, fantastic actor. You might know him from the Rodney Dangerfield film Back to School. He was the evil professor who was his, uh, and he was Rachel's boss on Friends at that Macy's like store she worked at, Nordstrom's whatever type store. He he's a friend, uh, our friend's dad, and he's awesome. And uh, yeah, he, he would be great. We just need to get Paxton in on this. Sure. He, right, you don't want Butler. him to be the creepy old man. He could be the creepy old man. <laughs> he could play that too. I'm sure. <laughs> he's he's very versatile. But, he uh, is very butlery though. Yeah, he's he, that's that what I'm saying. He's the perfect butler. He, yeah. Kate and Leopold. He played the stuffy uncle. If anybody loves Meg Ryan, Hugh Jackman joints. But, the neighbor, um, I'm mad about you. Did you say that already? Also, yeah, yeah, definitely. But the neighbor, I'm mad about you for many years. I could bring up his IMDb page if we need to. <laughs> I don't think we need. <laughs> we're already it. there. We've, yeah, yeah, we're, we're covered already... it from top to bottom. I think. <laughs> but he, but he's so he just he he's so good at playing like serious jerk. You know, like he could play bumbling, befuddled guy too. But like he does like serious, like I'm, I'm, you know, the most important person here type guy. Does that really well? And I feel like that's a big thing with Ace Ventura, where it's like I feel like the actors around Jim Carrey, it was more about giving, giving him material, where it was just like I mean, like even you know the guy that looked like the Monopoly guy or the bad guy in the second movie, he just so like Mr. Ventura and just all of (laughs) you know. It just gave him more material. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the only the only problem we run into is if he is British, then you're just we're doing another British bad guy. But I, I still think it works. I mean, I think it's just. I mean, everybody well, has a British bad guy. Yeah. Today, so right. British at bad least guys in mine. <laughs> right, and at least in in how of the ba- like well like my thought was that the butler's not actually the bad guy. 
Oh, okay. The, the neighbor was the bad guy. Oh, you're right. But wait, wait. But, but the neighbor's brother who died that was that was the butler's brother, right? Or the neighbor? That was brother. the butler's brother. But that well, at least in Hound of the Baskervilles, that's uh-huh. a red herring. That's you're supposed to think that that's who did it, but that's not who did it. It's uh, somebody completely different. Okay. Mm. So it was the neighbor. Exactly. <laughs> so it who the is neighbor. the neighbor then? Who is this ultimate bad guy? And that's what we're getting at, right? Is is Paxton going to play the neighbor or the Ooh. butler? He's got to play the butler. <laughs> What if yeah. we did it that? Well, would that be too much? I don't know if that would be too much. Because if we already use Paxson, what if we use um, uh, Paul Reiner? What if we use Mad About You? Could we do <laughs> Helen Hunt Paul Reiner? I don't know if Paul Reiser is, is, Reiser. is still in the game. Yeah, Rob Reiner, We should Paul have uh, <laughs> Mad, the Mad About You cast be the neighbors. Helen Hunt. <laughs> Get the guy back who played Ira. Everybody loved Cousin <laughs> Ira. No, but that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't know if anybody's gonna appreciate that, Jeff. <laughs> Getting the Mad About You cast back together. <laughs> but you think you, know? you think Paul Reiser's just kind of like a Gary Shandling, like get a comedian in there who can be the evil bad guy. Is what you're saying? Well, rest in peace, Gary some, Shandling. Like, young, hydra. hot, rich couple. Right. Because either way, I mean, like, I guess if you want, and I mean, that was kind of the same thing too. Even in the first, the first. Uh, um, Ace Ventura is that you never would ex- would have expected the police chief like even though she was grouchy and like she mm-hmm. was like the last one that you would expect yeah so the kind of the same thing you cast somebody as the neighbor that you're never gonna think it, it you know you honestly obviously think it's this creepy old guy like that or creepy young guy whatever you <laughs> creepy guy yeah. let's yeah. get back to creepy guy <laughs> right totally expe- expect it to be the creepy guy and yeah. then it turns out to be the like you know whoever lives next door well no, but i like justin's idea that yeah maybe it should be a younger younger sexier person just yeah to- that just doesn't care the whole time they're just like giving ace the, the like oh yes those people are, but you're funny and they like want to play with him <laughs> we want to play with you come on over we'll play gi joe's no <laughs> <laughs> okay so really expensive gi joe <laughs> so the original old lady that is the owner of the property. Yeah. Can we do like Betty White? Well, yes. Betty White, why not? Yes, Betty White could then be all of the roles. Anybody <laughs> could be younger yeah. than Betty White. That's true. Yeah, that's and true. she could and have a secretly believe. foul mouth, as, as yeah. always, as all Betty, Betty White roles these days. <laughs> and, uh, but she, and I think it'd be funny if she's always, she always whispers it under her breath. You know, like, so she, <laughs> she's all polite to everybody, and then she goes to Ace, and she's like, that person's a boo, boo, boo. You know, like, she just, I don't know, drops drops a couple uh, expletives. But, uh, yeah, no, that'd be, that'd be good. Betty White definitely is the one who hires him yes. and gets him back in the game. And then um, I'm trying to think, is well, the maid. So who's going to be the maid then? Not that it's like a, a huge role, but if we're, if we're saying Sophia there's kind Bergara. of a love triangle. Oh, right. she could be good. <laughs> oh, we, racist. <laughs> um, are, we, are we, wait, so we're not going with Courtney Cox after all? No, no, we are. But, no, I th- but She he, is the maid. Yeah. Oh, I thought she was the maid. No, oh, no, 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 no. She was just happens to be someone staying there. Also, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ooh, maybe Courtney Cox is the neighbor. She's married to the dude, and the dude oh, is the bad guy. So, yeah. But then he's you get rid of him, and then Ace is like, "Well, we should go have dinner now." Yeah, great. Right. It's good, and, and it's all jealousy from Ace. He's like, "You're making you know zingers at the guy all night, you know." And yeah, like, like all the dressing at Courtney while their backs are turned. <laughs> that feels very Ace Ventura. Definitely. So who's who's the 
the who's the new boyfriend guy then? Channing Tatum. <laughs> no, no, no. no. We, don't we have a no Channing Tatum? I think Tatum we, we have a no Channing like Tatum policy that... on this show. If we've not officially <laughs> stated it, uh, John. Good. My two. My there two will thoughts. be exceptions down oh. the road, but although that's a third thought. My two main thoughts are either Cassie or K- Cassie, Casey Affleck, or Aaron Paul. Oh well, Casey Affleck would be great just because he's always so weird and he'd be fun. But I don't think he's he's dashing enough to be a the the jerky threat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So neither do I think Aaron Paul is. I don't think he's dashing enough to be like the jerky threat. Yeah, and I mean, what wait, would... is Aaron Paul Yellow Jacket from Ant Man? No, who's that? No, <laughs> no. Aaron Paul, oh, but he would be good. Yeah, that, that guy, guy was would pretty be good. great. Peter, what's his name? Oh, See, also he's... Peter Krause. Isn't from, he a uh, little too sinister? Hey, what? The guy from the guy from Ant Man. Isn't he a little too sinister? Well, that's he kind was, of the uh, point. In Game, uh, in Game of well, Thrones. And, but at uh, the House same time, Card, the, he was the Patsy. I don't know. Nope. <laughs> I don't watch House of Cards. There we um, oh man, it's good. And wait, good. Who, who, what's his what's his name? Who was this? I don't think we ever uh, we ever we didn't God, get to the bottom but, of his name. All right. Uh, just Somebody pull it up here. here. But you know the the other person I was thinking, like again, maybe it's maybe it's Casey too comedic. Stoll. Corey Stoll. Like like oh Corey Stoll. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Corey Stoll. But but like do <gasps> we do? Oh, what do you got, Jeff? Michael Pena. <laughs> Have we put him in recently? No, he's we can awesome. Put him in anywhere. He's, he's too goofy. That that was good. that was my point. I'm trying to bring up. Do we want somebody who has some comedic chops, or do we just want a full on straight man, even like a dramatic actor that drops yeah, into I think a you role? Want a full-on straight man okay. Like a For me though, actor. I was kind of thinking. Well, because and, and that's the thing about my opinion is that he can play it straight. We've seen mm-hmm. him obviously, like in Crash, he plays it straight. Um, is more the thing like at least for me, I would want him to be lovable. Where like you love him as the audience, so there's well, no way you think that he's the bad. Aaron so, Eckhart, then we need Aaron Eckhart. He'd be great, and we haven't seen him in a while. I feel like he's not. Aaron true. Eckhart actually would be perfect. Yeah, he'd be yeah. awesome. And, and yeah. like, yeah, what happened true. to him though? I Frankenstein, and then he's gone. Well, what well, bad movie? Frankenstein. <laughs> exactly. That was I Frankenstein. Oh. Uh, so really, the the bad guy is you don't want him to be assumed as the bad guy. Yeah. Right. He's got to be very right. unassuming mm-hmm. uh, and maybe able to banter back and forth with Ace. Like Ace thinks that he's got all these zingers uh-huh. and the other guy is okay. able to come back one-to-one with him. But it's yeah. always like very polite cleverness, but he's getting right. back to him. Like in, like in a way that like, like Ace is over the top with the zinger. He's a jerk. Yeah. Right. So he's still lovable in his getting back at Ace. And so there's and this little rivalry. Also. Yeah. So Wait, that, is it it's like Aaron a crazy British. So he should be Ricky Gervais. No, 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 no. Aaron Eckhart's good. Aaron Eckhart. For Aaron the Eckhart win. will work. Yeah. Is he trying to do a British accent though, or was that just a? No, 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 no. I, say, That's I, say we, I say we let him do it, and even if it's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> oh. So now, what about uh, that, we have to go back to the maid then, Sophia Vergara? We said, but is there is there yeah. another option there? That's I, too easy. I'm pretty right. sure you could run out and grab any of these supermodels turned actresses and just well except for now aren't we that. not making her the love interest because or is is there a love triangle no, going on because totally we have courtney be cox interest. yeah courtney I, cox I, is taken and, and he should try to make courtney cox jealous with the maid yes you yeah. know it's like that should be a whole thing that's going on no no so, comedy then i was gonna say we could throw your girl in there rebel wilson yeah she'd be <laughs> great I, that would actually be hilarious like that but that again she, though it's not her job to be hilarious. It's Ace's job to be hilarious. Right. Mm, okay. And she would That's, run away with it. I can see what you're saying. Yeah, that she might, yeah. Be so we'll grab any of our random supermodels and just throw them Rosie, into Rosie, what's her face from Transformers? No, <laughs> no, no. 
Who's a hot chickadee out there? See, there, there's my chauvinism coming chickadee. out again. Give me one of them chickies. Yeah, from the 1950s. <laughs> Let's Google search hot chickie. Oh, no, no, no. No, better no, not. No. Not a good idea. <laughs> I got a picture of fried chicken. <laughs> a, mic, a spicy yeah. chicken from the dollar menu? Um, pretty much this could be a, a role filled by anybody with looks. That's, okay. that's all we have to do. Anybody um, with looks. <laughs> right. <laughs> what are you, what, what are We're you writing up? this one down on the casting sheet. <laughs> Basically, just somebody's hot cousin could, could be in the role. Right. I mean, yeah. she's somebody's only going to have, what, 10 cousin. lines? <laughs> she may end with up with more lines than Wonder Woman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, there you go. Burns. <laughs> Gal Gadot slumming it basement to her three. After Wonder Woman bombs. We'll see. Okay. Well, I think we hit all the major characters then. I think we have. Yeah. I mean, there's there's the opening courtroom scene, but I mean we could fill that in with Well, we didn't get we didn't get Creepy Man, did we? (laughs) Oh no, yeah, no, we did we change oh, because Creepy Man's Uh, the red herring. Yeah. Creepy Creepy Man Man. is Paxton's brother. Oh yeah, okay. okay. Busey, Creepy Creepy oh, now Google search "creepy man," my friends. No, you know, you know who I? Oh, what what is his name? He was in, and if anybody else loves this movie like I do, Employee of the Month. Anybody nope. see this one? Oh, what is that? The, the, I, I've but, seen it. Yeah. yeah, but it but it's the guy. It's not um, it's not any of the main characters because you know Andy Dick's in there and Harlan and all that. But it's um it's the guy who plays the assistant to the store manager. And he's when he once you've seen him, you'll be like, oh, that guy. He's been in so. What much. about the guy that plays uh, Freddy Krueger in the newest Harlan Williams? No, no, I'm talking about Sean Whalen. He's kind of he's just he's, uh, a, he's this little creepy looking guy. He's kind of like oh, a younger Steve Buscemi. Oh, isn't he the he's the 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 original uh, Got Milk guy, isn't he? Yeah, from the Aaron Burr yeah. commercial. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think now, he, he's a perfect. Would you believe guy. that he's Paxton Whitehead's brother? Well, he's older now. I think he could, he is. He could do it. I he could just maybe be, buy well, like it, my, younger brother. My brother is 17 years older than me. So, you know, like I, I could see, you know, that if, when we get on in years, people be like, yeah, your brother is super old, but, you know, you're also older now. Yeah. So. But, I mean, Paxton's 78? Yeah. He's he's getting up there. Well, this guy's what about 50, the guy from... But you put up yeah, some gray 52. hair on him and some makeup, a little makeup. That's movie magic. Just age him, because he's already creepy looking. You know, you don't. Well, or we could say it's his son. It doesn't oh, have yeah. to be his brother. There you go. Yeah, T- his long lost son, nephew, nephew, grandson. Even. You know, so many options. Yeah, Sean Whalen. Come on, give the man yeah. some work. He's great. He's creepy. Yep. Especially, yeah, some of these photos. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, check out his IMDb. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Twister. Oh, boy. You know who else would be good in that role? I'm just throwing it out there. I want Sean Whalen, but I feel like if you get Sam Rockwell in there for like a weird oh, just bit, bit part yeah. cameo, he'd be great. Like, I think okay, he would Okay, maybe he's one of the lawyers in the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Be- See, I would think of him in place of um, Aaron Eckhart. He oh. would be the, the oh, really? Main. Yeah, yeah. Not that I think yeah, that yeah, he's yeah. necessarily better. On that one, but either way, like that, I'd see him in the same vein. Okay, maybe mm-hmm. switch him then. Make him the the douchey Aaron bad Eckhart's guy. The <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Aaron no. Eckhart's the. He would be the lawyer in the beginning. In the beginning, oh. like, like, a he bit was, like he was in the Dark Knight. 
Yeah. I mean, we're basically typecasting him. He was also the other guy in The Dark Knight in that rela- yeah. love triangle relationship, you know. Well, but he was the main guy in that one. Batman was the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I see what you're saying. <laughs> Batman well, no, it's, was well, it's the, the third same wheel. scenario. Exactly. But, but we're rooting for the third wheel in Ace Ventura, just like we were in, yeah. in The Dark Knight. So, same scenario. Aaron Eckhart, always the guy that with the girl, but he's, he's nice enough, but... We wanted our hero to end up with the girl. I didn't. I wanted Batman. No, I was rooting for Two Face the whole time. <laughs> Joker, oh. Joker, Joker. Yeah. You and uh, uh, come on, Jeremy. You got to jump I, in. I don't, you don't know, know the where scene you're I'm going. Doing. Oh, I, sorry. It's it's God. in my brain. So what about? Uh, should we go to music? Music in an Ace Ventura film. Okay, fun fact. What was the music in the original one? Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. Remember he goes to that club scene? There's the Cannibal Corpse. Oh. I'm sure there was a Tone Loke song on that soundtrack as well. But Oh, dude. Then we need to do that. One of the actors in the movie needs to be... In a, a band? Like, uh, so in we a have band to get Johnny Depp or, or Billy Bob he... Thornton or <laughs> somebody no, who's got one of the of bands. Keanu I mean, Reeves, a dog star. Just all these... We got no, like a like a like a real band. <laughs> oh, what about uh, what about uh, the dude from Sugar Ray who used to host? Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> that Entertainment Tonight oh, ripoff. Inside <laughs> Hollywood. What, what what's what's the other entertainment? Oh no show? no, he was also the Mario oh, Lopez host. Crap no, what was he? It hosting? should be Bow Wow. He should <laughs> Bow Wow. Should hey, he was good at Tokyo Drift. Go, I love me some Bow Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy! Yeah, who's 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 giving us some uh, some music? I, well, I yeah. mean, what what would be the feel of the music that we'd want on this? Well, we got to have somebody like Tone Loke. We got to have hip hop. You think so? In this sure. was there any Tone Loke in the first movie? Yeah, he was like I mean, didn't he do the credit was, sequence? But... Well, I, I believe that's what I'm saying. I'm assuming that there was a tone. If he's in the movie, they it's like you put LL Cool J in uh, Deep Blue Sea or whatever. Oh, he's gonna boy. give you a he's gonna give you a song. Hmm. Something, something. What was I? I can't remember what was the music that was playing in the opening intro of that first movie when he's delivering the UPS package. Uh, could not tell it you. It was elevator music. <laughs> elevator music. That doesn't. Soccer Wait, what about Drake? Not <laughs> Drake. Might They're both Canadian, big. yeah. You know the Canadian connection. <laughs> well, in that case, we could go the Beebs. He's looking for those kid, the kid uh, crowd. Are the kids looking for kids? <laughs> looking for babies. Looking for that's children. A totally different story. I don't. That's why he's in court. There's right. been a Ace been Ventura, an arrested detective. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I'm just yeah. I I guess like. I never think about the music, you know, except for right. that Cannibal Corpse season where he's in an actual concert. But what I was saying was Jim Carrey, according to IMDb, was a huge Cannibal Corpse fan, and he demanded that they be in the film. So yeah. that's why that song is in there. That's which is awesome. All right. Well, music, never mind then. Somebody, somebody <laughs> you know, who Hans can Zimmer some... comes out of retirement. <laughs> hey, this isn't hey, a superhero he movie. He only so. retired from superhero movies. Yeah. So. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Well, then there you go. He's going to move into Jim Carrey movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Or Danny Elfman would totally do this movie. <laughs> we don't need a score. We just. Need... I mean, we could just get. Uh, <laughs> oh so yes, we do. Get Daft Punk to to score it. Yeah, a little Tron Legacy action. 
That'd be awesome, actually. Like, totally <laughs> totally unnecessary and inappropriate techno soundtrack. <laughs> Especially at a bed and breakfast cottage in the woods. Uh, I feel like everything should be Johnny Cash music. Just to, just for no reason at all. Just put Johnny Cash soundtrack. I mean, we I just keep You could have a country uh, right. uh, I just keep uh, sidekick. Reba McIntyre? the soundtrack to... Uh, Reba McIntyre. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. It was just so, like wackadoo that it fit with that movie so i right. can't even remember the music or from bring back Ace ska Ventura. just get all the ska bands from the 90s get mighty mighty boss toads and real big Fish. that'll be the final well, like when at <laughs> yeah. dinner when they're having yeah. dinner the band that's playing at the nice restaurant is a ska band yes. <laughs> and everybody gets up starts skanking it'll be yeah. great <laughs> what's a skank yeah. oh. oh you never just, skank oh no i won't don't Google it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to skank. Um, also, I mean, even uh, you've got Tommy Boy that had uh, just a bunch of one-hit wonders from right. that era that mm-hmm. they just did the soundtrack with. And, I mean, that's something that's very mm, of that style. So now this is music, 2016. So we just get all the right. one hit I'd also say, you. though, kind of like you were saying, Adam, is that I feel like in these movies, the music didn't stand out. Like, yeah. it fit, but true. it didn't stand. It's not like I walked yeah. out going like, man, the, the music. All in right, that. guys, I'm sorry I brought it up. <laughs> oh, stinking Justin, man. Take it up, valuable <laughs> podcasting time. Well, maybe, th- maybe the music <laughs> is part of the the draw with the nostalgia of Ace Ventura because we are having him as a straight man for most of it. Mm. And then we have, or part of it, wherever. And then we have first act, we have the nostalgic Ace Ventura come out. So, I mean, just a few, we'll just license out. Who let the the dogs out? Right. Yeah, definitely. Who let yeah. the dogs out? And uh, a little Einie Kamosi. That's, that's actually the come theme. come to hot stepper, murderer, <laughs> I'm the lyrical gangster. Anybody? <laughs> well, we could emphasize, because again, there's nothing very subtle, I think, in anything that Ace Ventura does. So uh, you could certainly have like the music that he's into. Like He's really into... I don't know, Barry Manilow or something really, maybe more contemporary than that, but really boring at the beginning of the movie. One or of those boring <laughs> contemporary artists. Yeah, well, a maybe boring contemporary uh... artist. <laughs> Sam Smith. He just listens to Sam Smith all day long. Oh no! Or he's trying. That's his zen now. It's just sad. But <laughs> he's really when he gets into full Ace Ventura mode, he he digs on Pitbull and <laughs> and then that's who you have just randomly performing. <laughs> who let the dogs out? At it's some only event Pitbull. That he goes it's to. only Pitbull. <laughs> and the rest Pitbull of the Baja men were not available. Done. <laughs> there we go. All right. Wow. Ace Ventura three. Who who would have thunk it? Got, we got all sorts of people in this film. I think it's going to be a good one. I'm ready to laugh. Who, Anybody? Who holds the rights to this? Oh, that too. Yeah. Um, did they re- did they revert to somebody after Ace Ventura three? <laughs> Ace Ventura oh. Junior, Pet Detective. Yeah. Um. um Freeform uh, owns the rights. Freeform. <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything left to say about this? We've we've. No. Overtalked this. Yeah. I think, yeah, we've done it. We've done Ace Ventura. <laughs> it is done. Get ready for it. Coming at you. Insert. Oh, poster Ace. art. Are we doing poster art? 
How, how do we present Ace to the <laughs> to the public once again? You can't say Ace Talking and present butt? at the same time because that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> just was you butt. just see him holding his cheeks, and that's <laughs> just the poster, like just his pants. Yeah, that's true. And if it's just cheeks. a butt with fingers around it, <laughs> or yeah. even if it's what if it's just a also the poster with for the most porn movies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And then just between his legs, <laughs> oh all you'd have to say is just three, and everybody knows it's, well, that's Ace Ventura right there. Uh, I mean, that is his most definitive pose. That's true. <laughs> Unfortunately. Sorry, Ace. That's, that's where you're at. Um, yeah, because otherwise, like, uh, I, the other thing I could think of is, like, a, a photo of... It's kind of like me, my, the me, myself, and Irene poster, where you see like the straight-laced ace, and then it's you know split, and then you see the you know the real ace, you know the classic yeah. ace look. So people mm. get an idea. Oh, he's going to be different in this. Or are there two ace? For, is there an ace for Tara brother? Like people don't know what it is, but they see two different versions of Jim Carrey. So now they're wondering, you know, what which way does it go? And they so, have to watch the trailer over and over again. Yeah, <laughs> it's so. slow it down frame by frame. <laughs> so one side he'd have his. Wax hairdo. Yeah. You'd see all the Easter eggs side. in there. Yeah. You have like an animal on his shoulder and on the other one, you know, he'd have his hair slicked the other way with, with bird poop on his shoulder the to show that he's in his down shoulder. period or whatever yeah. you know, we're representing, you know, what his. about would it be giving it away too much to have like to have Ace giving his freaked out, scared face and then having like a ghostly glow behind him? <laughs> so it's like it would look like hmm. he's he's in a haunting situation, which is what it is. So we we play up that angle. Well, it's mostly yeah. I think just that would the, be, I don't the, think we need that his ridiculous I think, expressions. And I think that would be enough. Like we need the butt, <laughs> the fingers on the butt. <laughs> Sorry, on but. the you want to get butts in seats? Put fingers on butts. All right, that's the new rule of Hollywood. <laughs> oh, let's not ever say that to anyone ever again. <laughs> oh. There were a few things there we will never repeat. <laughs> Welcome to the Sequel Quest Podcast. Home <laughs> Fingers on butts. We got fingers on butts, everybody. <laughs> Unless you rewind this podcast and listen to it again. <laughs> this might be somebody's favorite episode. <laughs> let, me, let me fast forward to the hour and 15 minute mark or where we're at. <laughs> that whole fingers on butts <laughs> run was great. Butt <laughs> Finally, somebody gets it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. All right. All right. All right. So with that, I think that... Uh, I don't know. I, I I I love our comedy episodes. Can I just say that? I love all our episodes. I'm curious, how many episodes have you all listened to out there? You're here now. First time? Last time? <laughs> Maybe a next time for you? What do you have to look forward to? Oh, no, we're just... Every, every time we do one of these episodes, we're having a great time. We just are hoping there's other people out there laughing and enjoying. And we know you are, because we see here and there uh, from folks. That are that are having a good time with we it. We hear from all one of you. <laughs> hey, we get a shout out to Paul, shout out to Eric, shout out to Heidi, and uh, a few other people that are listening here and there. Maybe this is what got you in Ace Ventura. They're not all this crazy. No. And our random listeners in Germany. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The ne- and the, the, shout the out Germany. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that is that how they do it to each other in Germany? <laughs> Germany. Oh, Germany. Germany. Uh, Loving the Germans. 
<laughs> so I, I just have a question. Let's just go around real quick, just free form here. What? what episode would you recommend somebody go back and listen to now of our uh, our oeuvre, whatever you want to call it, of our archives now that they've come here and they've said Ace uh, Ventura? Uh, oh, golly. Um... Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. I feel like Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. We were we were still a little raw back then, but I felt like the juices were flowing already, and we had the some Beetle good. Booyah! <laughs> <laughs> Singer. Oh. Watch out, ladies. I'll be here all night. <laughs> Only the ladies. You do a I, ladies I night show. About, I don't care about. <laughs> oh. All right, Justin. What what do you recommend people go back Speed and check out? Speed to cruise control. <laughs> Speed three, speed three. It's threepeed. <laughs> threepeed. Oh right, right. Sorry, I did forget. Threepeed. <laughs> that episode about speed, three times. Um, you know when when I think back, I don't know why I I always like circle around the Galaxy Quest episode because it's it's kind of an obscure film, but it was a funny film. It had you know like I think we had a lot of interesting ideas that we threw around in there. Again, if you're into comedy. Like that, that, that was a pretty good, you know, we had some good laughs there. Um, so I, I feel like that, that's when you could circle back to it. Just going, huh, a Galaxy Quest sequel? All right, let's see where they go with that. Just name the episodes where my pitch is one, and those are the ones that everybody <laughs> should listen to. <laughs> I thought, yeah. Because yeah. obviously, it's like, you know, most of them. For the Justin uh, groupies. So good. They show up to ladies' night. That's and right. for everybody in Germany. <laughs> Shalom. Do we do we have have we done a like German centric film? We should do that. Yeah. What what is, what is one of our favorite German classics? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> don't even know. I was to gonna it. say something, but I'm not gonna say it anymore. How about Ron, don't it? say Indiana Jones. Ron no, Lola Run. Gonna... Yeah, no, I'm no, not. Let's not. That's uh, not German. Das Boot is, isn't it? <laughs> oh, I think das you're right. Boot. We should do a sequel to Das Boot. <laughs> das Boot. Don't they all die at the end? Speaking of in living color, hey, men on film. Oh, no. They reviewed that. Or what about there's a there's a great independent German film called Schulze Gets the Blues about a German guy <laughs> who gets laid off and he goes to Louisiana, something like that, finds the blues. I'm That's already very sad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, my, my, I was going to say also the Galaxy Quest, but the Supergirl episode was surprisingly good. Oh, that was woo. that was a wild one. The movie is not. No. <laughs> but definitely. Now, was it good because of how much we just rail on it in the first half an hour? <laughs> um, possibly. But that the, the definitely played into it. The pitches were good, too. Though I think we salvaged a good film out of the Supergirl idea. So we, maybe we just need to do really terrible, terrible movies. Yes, please. I got a whole list of them. Oh, I we know. know you do. Watch what you say. Watch <laughs> what you say around him. Oh. <laughs> Tiger Heart 2. Yes, please. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. I didn't even know but, that was a thing. <laughs> I watched it at your house for the first time, Justin. <laughs> I forgot the whole I, thing. I'm sure you did. I'm sure yeah. you did. Unsurprised. Repressed. <laughs> well, with that... Go back, check out the old episodes. Look forward to the new episodes by following us on Twitter at SQPod, finding us on Facebook, Sequel Quest Pod. Go ahead and go to the website, SequelQuestPod.com. It's very easy, folks. There is, in fact, a theme here. But, uh, and it's even easier on iTunes. Just search Sequel Quest, one word. And with that... Oh... oh, 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 oh. 
do it? Was that it? Did we win? We Adam, just hit the blooper. We thank you for joining us for this episode of Sequel Quest P.O.D. We hope you'll return next time when we discuss another film that never was. For more made-up movie fun, visit SequelQuestPod.com to see the schedule of films to be discussed in upcoming episodes, fan art submissions, and more. Follow us on Twitter at SQPod and share your ideas on our Facebook page. The films and characters discussed on Sequel Quest POD are the property of their respective studios and license holders. No copyright infringement is intended. Hey, Two, one. Did we win? We Adam, just hit the bloopers. That, man. I thought you were going to take lead. I and did. Then you, just, you abandoned ship. <laughs> I don't think you guys would go you. with it that long. You want to go for I it? I say we two? try it again at least three right. more times. Oh. Uh, log blooper reel this time. Yes. All right. Count us down, Jeremy. All right. In three, two, one. Oh. So I actually don't know how it goes. Yeah, no, this is great. I think I feel like I feel like you quit on that one. That was all you. All right, third time's a charm, gentlemen. All right, just give it your all. Somebody sing it because I don't actually know how it goes. All right, since Adam and I are in the same room, we'll harmonize because (laughs) the delay is killing us. Yeah. Oh, sweet. All right. Oh, no, it's not over. Go ahead. (laughs) No, no, and then it just goes on like that different. And then, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. No, that was. was Righty then. (laughs) Little tear. You got it? You got it, Justin? (laughs) I got it. Are we going for it? Oh, or am I going to do it? You, we're oh. all doing it, yeah. I thought the delay oh. was, is the, the unison was not going to happen because the delay <laughs> yeah, is terrible. It's, it's not okay. going to help. Never mind, then. Alrighty then. Excellent work, gentlemen. Well done. Yeah, we got that. Yeah.